This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. Today, we're going to talk about communicating across generations. There is so much value to be found in speaking with people from a generation other than your own. And uh, Molly and I both know that sometimes it can be frustrating or it can be difficult to find a deep, solid connection with someone who didn't grow up in the same era as you, whether that's your grandparents or your younger cousins or whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's harder to relate to people from different generations compared to people from your own generation who have grown up with the same experiences you had. But it's really important and to that we do learn to foster healthy connections with people from every generation because there is so much to be learned. There's so much that we don't know. We don't know. And we should be learning from older generations, things that they've gone before us and learned. And of course, times are changing, but there's always value in what they have to say and There are some fundamental truths that don't change regardless of how rapidly technology is changing. There are some things that we can still learn, of course, from them and other things that we can learn from the younger generations. Today, we want to discuss some ways to do that and find connection with people across generations. I've been trying to do this over the past couple months because I've been trying to connect with my parents and my grandma more since quarantine has started and I feel like I'm talking to them way more on the phone, but this is something I feel like I say this every episode, but this is something also that I struggle with a lot because I do surround myself mostly with people who are in my own generation. I feel like this might be a couple of callbacks to our last episode on connecting with people who have different views than you, because it is way more comfortable to only connect with people who think the same way as you, who have experienced the same things as you, who have lived in the same places as you. But like Trisha said, there's so much value in listening and learning from other generations, whether that be older generations or younger generations. I feel like it's sometimes even harder to connect with younger generations because you have this sense of I at least sometimes have a sense of like entitlement, like, oh my gosh, you young and you don't know anything. I've been through so much more. Let me tell you about this and why my ways are better. So we're going to get into all of that of how to make sure that, like Trisha said, we have a healthy connection with people with not only in our generation, but in across generations. Yeah. And what's interesting is it's very easy, obviously, for us to spend most time with our friends who are around our same age. But especially right now, when you when we're in the middle of a global crisis, we are connecting more with our family around the holidays. We're always connecting with family. And then you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're with people from various generations. And sometimes that it's like a joke that it's a miserable experience sometimes to go home for the holidays. Not for me at all, but I'm just saying I've a lot of people make jokes about that and say that it's difficult and but it's only a snippet of a, your life and then the rest of the time you're with your friends you don't have to worry about it but really why not make the most of those exchanges and experiences and especially now that we're all talking more to our parents and grandparents and younger generations we should feel comfortable and actually learn something from one another 
One of the roles that I've taken on in communicating with my parents and my grandma this quarantine over the phone um, is learning how to listen and learn something from my family. I This is something I've been working on. I think one of my New Year's resolutions or something was to like stop pushing my views and values on other people. And so I've been really working hard to step back and listen. And one thing that happened when I did that was I found myself just asking more questions and trying to learn from my mom and my grandma. So this past month, I was talking to my grandmother and she gave me one of her recipes that I had loved growing up as a child is for these seven layer bars. Oh my gosh, they're so good. And I don't really like baking, but I could, I know my grandmother loves baking. I know my grandmother It's weird calling her grandmother. She's my Nana. I know my Nana (laughs) loves baking, and I know that my Nana grew up with that as a value instilled in her. She baked for her husband and her kids, and that was something she was really good at. Um, And so when I asked her about it, she got so excited. She was like, of course, let me tell you the recipe. And we wrote it down and then I cooked or I baked it and I sent her a picture on her smartphone. Very savvy 94 year old woman we have here. And she (laughs) looked at it and she was like, you know, it looks okay, but why did you put the chocolate chips on top? And then she was able to teach me more. And instead of me getting upset of like, Nana, I just did the recipe, like whatever, you're still going to nitpick. I was able to be like, Oh no, Nana, tell me more. Like, how did you do it? And instead of getting upset and frustrated because I did something my way, I tried to flip the switch and learn something from her still. And it made her feel so good. I loved that experience with her. I think you brought up a great point. We often have that knee jerk reaction to be defensive or say like, no, my way is better. This is how things are done. Now you're just being old fashioned or whatever. But really taking time to ask, what do you suggest and figuring out where they're coming from? Because we need to understand that obviously every person and every generation has a different set of experiences and different values. So things that may have been important in our grandparents' generation are not as important now or there are different structures and systems in place and new normals and that's constantly changing especially with the growth of technology and so it before jumping to a conclusion that your way is just better because it's newer really try to figure out where they're coming from the fact that molly knows that baking is important to her nana because she did it her whole life changes it from just saying oh you should bake because you're a woman or whatever and so that's obviously not where she's coming from she's saying this was important to me i would love to connect with you on that level so i love molly that you went out of your way to do that because i know baking isn't your favorite thing to do but i'm sure she appreciated it And I'm sure using a smartphone isn't her favorite thing in the world to do, but she does it to connect with you and the rest of your family. Yeah, I think um, that was a really big bonding moment for us. And it took a lot of flexibility on both of our ends to see the values in each other's generational values and preferences. But we did it and we connected. There's other times, too, (laughs) where I've had to really hold my tongue with my Nana, where she'll say things like, she's a Jewish grandmother, so I do an accent, but she goes, oh, do you cook for your boyfriend every night? And I say, no, Nana, I don't. And she will sometimes get a little snippy with me, like, why don't you? 
And that's another thing I could, again, get really mad at her and talk about how um, misogynistic that is. But I also try and take the perspective of the fact that her generation had a lot of different values. And, you know, I don't yell at her because that's how she grew up. That's how she understands the world. And she's not living with a husband right now and not married to a 30-something-year-old person. So she's having a hard time perspective taking for me. So I have to take the role of perspective taking on her end and understand she's not trying to tell me I'm doing something wrong. She's just trying to communicate to me about her old ways and taking that with a grain of salt and perspective taking is a huge part of communicating with different generations. I think that is such a good point and one that's really difficult to put into practice because, of course, if you hear someone saying something that is an antiquated notion, like if they're saying a racist comment because they grew up in a racist town or they're saying something misogynistic, you don't need to agree with them, but you also don't need to tell them that they are completely wrong and here's why. If you want them to see your side, you need to explain the way that you view the world and the way that you were raised and understand that, like Molly said, they weren't raised in the same world. And we all believe our belief systems are conditioned in us from a very young age. And so it may take those people more time to see things the way that you do. If ever, they may never come around to that and they never see things that way because it's so deeply ingrained in them. And so I think we all need to have a little forgiveness when it comes to things like that, provided they're not harming anyone and performing racist actions and hurting other people, for example. But if it's a harmless viewpoint, even though it doesn't feel harmless because you're getting offended, we also need to understand and forgive where they're coming from and know that they're just a human doing as best they can in the world that they know. So what I would recommend doing is you can share information that you learn and say, it's really interesting that you feel that way and ask them questions about why they feel the way they do so that you can empathize and perspective take, but then also gently share information. Say, I don't view it that way because of X, Y, Z. So Molly can say, no, I don't cook for Joey every night because we like to order takeout or Joey prefers cooking or I'm busy working and I value work. And her grandma may never understand that, but it, it's not productive for Molly to say, no, of course I don't do that. That's so wrong. Why would I do that? Yes. You also brought up a good point of still sharing your values though, too, in a gentle way. Again, this is overlapping a lot with our previous episode because they're such important points, but making sure that you do stick up for your values too, though, because if I said, yeah, Nana, you're right. I should do that. And then just ignore it. My Nana is going to think I'm cooking for my boyfriend every night and still instilling these values that she has. But it's also important to share my thoughts in a gentle way, like Trisha said. And the way you just role-played that was beautiful. I, I, I can work on doing that better, too. But I think also it's important to bear in mind that often... So if you're getting upset because your grandma just doesn't understand, that can be frustrating, right? If you're your parents and you say, I just want you to understand and see things my way it's probably not going to work. <laughs> and so just don't get so invested in trying to change their opinion or change their mind. Stick to your values and it's okay to speak up and say them. As long as it's not creating a rift in your relationship, then 
it's okay for you to see things differently. And if it is causing a rift in your relationship, it's worth having a conversation and explaining all the things that we're talking about. Look, mom, I grew up in a different generation. These are my values. I totally understand where you're coming from. I respect where you're coming from, but that's just not me. And here are my reasons why. Here's why the way that you raised me, the way that I grew up in this world has led me to form this set of beliefs and values. And I understand where you're coming from and I'm trying to see your side of things, but I just want you to know that I'm not doing these things because I disagree with you or because I don't like your values, but because I was raised to see things in a different way. And that doesn't mean we can't change or grow or shift our perspective when we need to, but it's also recognizing that times are different and every generation is going to think they're better than the one before it and the one after it. But really recognizing that no one is superior, it's all just different. And a lot of those things are out of our control. Yeah. And to be fair, I would argue that some people probably would try and argue with that very well-versed statement that you said, but you can only control what you can control, right? Like, you can only control your side of the conversation, A lot of times the person on the other side might be really stubborn and not be willing to do the work to try and listen to you, but you have done the work on your end to share your point. And if it causes a rift, that might happen, but you can control yourself. And the way that we're talking about this will hopefully put the other person at ease to help create a dialogue, but sometimes it might not. So as long as you're doing this kind of work, it will hopefully become a slow change in your relationship. Yeah, so an example would be, I've talked on the show before about my change in diet, which I now no longer eat gluten or dairy, and I try to avoid refined sugar for a health issue that I've been having, and I've been seeing a holistic practitioner who's been helping me through that. It was really hard for my parents to digest that, and why don't you just go on medication? Why don't you do this, this, and this. And so in the beginning, I was trying so hard to get them to understand, like, no, food is medicine, do it this way. And all of these things that I believe to be true and all of the things that present research has been revealing. And uh, I have just different nutritional values. I don't believe in low calorie, low fat type of diet, just based on the nutritional principles that I subscribe to. But I need to recognize that is what they grew up with. They grew up believing fat is bad, calories are bad, and things like that. And so I can do my best to share information with them. So what I try to do is say, oh, I saw this study the other day about how avocados have this, this, and this nutrient and share things with them. But I know that I'm probably not going to get them to see a holistic practitioner. It would be great if they did. I'm just trying to lead by example. If they do, that's fine. But what really matters at the end of the day is that they respect what I'm doing, even if they don't understand it. And I respect what they're doing, even if I don't agree with it. And that's the keyword here is respect, because then I can understand, okay, this is where you're coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. They have changed their eating habits a little bit since I've been home with them during the pandemic, and they've been eating more real foods and things like that. So sometimes just leading by example is really a healthy way to do it. You were gonna, you said what exactly I was gonna say is respect is the key word, and what you just said here is you still love your mom and dad, and 
that doesn't, because they might eat differently than you and have different beliefs on the nutritional values and medicine doesn't mean that you respect them any less or they respect you any less because you like eating avocados and they think it's full of fat and not healthy. So these differences don't have to mean the failure of a relationship. It's just noticing and still, like Trisha said, respecting the values of the other person in a different generation. Yeah, I think you need to pick and choose what to get upset about. Because honestly, if you get upset over every difference in opinion that you have with your older relatives, your relationship is going to crumble. Yes, there are things of importance. If you're in a let's say you're in a biracial marriage and your parents are racist, then it's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of talking about. But yeah, but if it's if it's like Molly and her grandma or grandma saying you should cook for boyfriend every night and disapproving that she doesn't, it's well, okay, different times. But we need to keep in mind to one thing Molly was saying to me earlier before we started recording was how we might have more progressive views than older generations. And, but we need to remember that at one point that generation had the progressive views compared to the generation before it. And at some point we are going to be the ones with the old fashioned views and the younger generations will be the ones with the progressive views. Progress doesn't stop. It is really funny to think about because my parents are in the baby boomer generation and, you know, we're teenagers. Yeah, teenagers in the 60s, which is like when all of the really progressive times were happening and they were totally a part of it. And I still think they are progressives, but they're definitely not as progressive as some of the people that I'm friends with. And it is so interesting how it doesn't translate across generations like you were saying, but it's just something interesting to think about how because of the environment and experiences that someone had, it changes how they can share their own views. Yeah, and one other really important thing to keep in mind is don't make sweeping generalizations about a generation. Mm. My mom was just saying the other day how she hates being lumped into the hippie generation because she wasn't a hippie and she wasn't on the other extreme either. She was just kind of in the middle and that's just the time she was growing up in. And just like, she'll always make all these comments about millennials and she'll say, I know you're a millennial, but you don't do this, but I hate when millennials do blah, 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 which a lot of that is fair. And there are some generalizations to be had, but they're all for a reason. And so like the other day I saw a post saying, anyone saying feel bad for millennials because we had the economic depression of 2008. We had 9-11 happen. We had Hurricane Katrina happen. We had the pandemic all before the age of 30. And I, and a few other things. And then I sent that picture of the meme to my parents and my mom was like, well, we had this war and we had this happen and we had that happen and we had that happen. And like all these other things. It was like, oh yeah, the, everyone has their own stuff. And so don't assume that everyone in a particular generation is a certain way, but you can use the events that happen to them to inform the way that they may or may not behave. But it's really best to talk to the person individually before making any assumptions. Yeah, that is so funny that because I saw that meme too about millennials. And I didn't even think of like, you know, 
I just thought, oh man, our generation has gone through some stuff and didn't even perspective take to like the Great Depression or the stuff our parents <laughs> kind of went through. So big, big important takeaway, yeah, is you got a perspective take. So something else is just the topic of technology too across generations. That is something that cannot be ignored and that is a huge part of why generations have such a difficult time connecting with each other because even us, Trish and I are millennials, connecting with the Gen Zers, like, oh my goodness, so many differences in technology. And then me um, trying to connect with my parents and my grandparents, technology is a huge part of why those are sometimes at a disconnect. Yeah. And what's so interesting is our parents, for example, grew up, of course, without smartphones or internet and the communication style was so different. We obviously have a platform called the lost art of communication. We're trying to be a little more old school with communication, but obviously we can't ignore the technology that's happening, but it's so interesting because for them in particular, they went from one extreme to now most of our parents are using smartphones and email and social media and things like that that younger generations, people being born now, won't know what life was like without a smartphone or without access to all of this technology. So it's really important that we don't think just because we have this tool, we're better than someone else. In a lot of ways, I'm pretty jealous of the generations before us that didn't have texting because as you might have guessed from listening to this show I'm pretty old-fashioned I miss letters writing letters and things of that nature of course there are tremendous advantages to the technology that we do have but it's important to remember that no one is right or wrong these things happen at a certain time and we can't control when things are going to be released and how the world is going to shape out. Yeah, I mean, if you think about just our podcast, like, exactly like you said, we're trying to understand and use values from previous generations and instill them in future generations and our own generation because we've taken perspective on previous generations and found the value in that. And hopefully younger generations can do the same. And hopefully older generations can do the same too. But I I do struggle even thinking about, you know, my innate thought when I think about trying to connect with someone who's in the Generation Z is, oh my gosh, I could never connect with them. They just are obsessed with technology and obsessed with TikTok and obsessed with selfies. And I just don't see how I could find any value in that. And if I thought hard enough, I bet I could see a value in that. Like how there's so much, I just thought of one, how much there's so much more creativity probably in that generation because they're able to see and observe other people's creative outlets on these different platforms. Yeah. And just the self-expression is so different. You don't, it's weird. So thinking about, you know, in the nineties, we would decorate our lockers at school and that was a form of self-expression. And now it's, what does your Instagram look like? And things like that. So it's really the same fundamental principles aren't going away. It's just how we express them. And so it's interesting though. We need to ask for Molly and I need to ask older generations, how did you communicate back in the day? What was it like before we had smartphones and try to use those examples to have a more well-rounded sense of how things really have changed and also talking to younger generations, not 
in a way that's chastising them, saying you shouldn't be doing the things you're doing, but introducing them to concepts they may not have been exposed to and learning about the way that they are communicating because I'm sure they're learning things that we didn't know and that's important for us to learn too. So it goes both ways. Yeah, and not to look down on older generations because they don't have the same knowledge base as us on technology. I find myself doing this all the time. I will get so frustrated with my parents if they don't know how to show me, flip their camera when we're FaceTiming. Not even FaceTiming. They don't even have iPhones, which is another frustrating thing. I'm like, why don't you have an iPhone? Everybody has an iPhone. Again, instilling my values on them. (laughs) But they do perfectly fine with their Amazon purchased phones. Um, and I do tend to get frustrated and think less of, not less of them, but want to push my values on them when it comes to technology and thinking, oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy how they don't understand that, but they're being introduced to it at such a later time and it's not in their everyday lives. They don't FaceTime their friends. They go out to coffee with their friends instead. And again, like Trisha said, I can learn something from that as well. Mm-hmm. And also be grateful if you do have exposure to people from other generations. As we've been talking about this, I've been thinking about the fact that none of my grandparents are even living. So I haven't been able to converse with someone in their 80s or 90s in quite some time. There is a neighbor that I talk to every once in a while. <laughs> which It's fun learning from other people. So take advantage of those opportunities because you might not always have that. And it's important that we that we learn as much from the older generations as we possibly can without judgment and without feeling superior. Just because we have certain things at our fingertips that they didn't doesn't make us better than them. Anyways, many ways it actually puts us at a disadvantage, but again, pros and cons of every scenario and every generation. Yes. All right. Should we go into our takeaways? Yeah. I would challenge you guys for your takeaway to talk to somebody again in a different generation, older or younger, and learn a different skill or way of doing something from them. Mine that I did a month or two ago was learning something from my grandmother, my Nana, about baking, but maybe I can ask my dad about, you know, maybe teach me something on the guitar Or my mom teach me something about painting because she's really into painting. And again, just even though that's not something, painting and guitar are not things that are unique to their generation, it just shows that you're respecting and valuing their thoughts. And that's going to create a connection all on its own. My takeaway would be the next time you feel yourself judging someone for a belief that they have or jumping to conclusions about the way that a person thinks based on their age, stop and ask yourself, why are you making that judgment? And you might be making the judgment because they're older or younger than you. But then instead, try to rid yourself of that judgment and ask them questions to get to know the person. We can, I think, remediate a lot of hate and disagreements if we really try to understand where the other person is coming from. Again, it doesn't mean you need to take their side and and see and and pick up their values. You don't need to change your values, but just understanding why they feel the way that they do because of the conditions that they were raised in will really help you empathize and see the person as the person that they are and not this person that you've decided that they were 
preemptively. So just start to be aware of your own biases towards different generations. All right. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com if you have any questions or ideas for episodes, topics you'd like to hear us discuss. And if you have the time or energy, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Have a good day, guys.